before we get started in today's podcast, uh, me and Jen just want to give a small trigger warning for issues pertaining to racism and PTSD. So this is a lifestyle and fandom podcast. Let's dive in. Hey guys, we're back. Woohoo! Hey Sandy. Hi Jen. You know in those like scary movies, they're like, "We're back." Like that just what reminded me of me being in that little moment with you right there. <laughs> what is happening? Hi guys. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> So you've been following along. We just finished our Oscar series and the Oscars obviously just happened. Um, do you want to do like a quick little like how are you how is how do you how'd you feel watching the Oscars, by the way, Sandy? Uh to sum it up, bad. How did you feel? Um, I actually didn't finish watching. It's because I got bored. It's because I honestly like I got bored and I know what happens and I already knew who was gonna win and everything we said happened honestly Mm -hmm. everything we predicted happened so that was you know that was great because like I already feel like I knew what was going in and um yeah I mean I'll maybe one day I'll finish it but I I don't know I don't like the flow of it this year it just was a little weird and I understand like COVID and things like that but it just it was interesting and I kind of was just like I'm I'm good oh straight chaos everything about it was chaotic and psychotic and especially towards the end where you see like Joaquin Phoenix like so actually the guy's not here I'm gonna take it and I'm I don't know why I'm up here but here it is bye and I was like oh no oh no wait hold on and then the Oscars just ended so that was really scary <laughs> because it looked I feel like towards the end they were like oh shit the guy from um the father isn't even here and he won and I like that whole thing with like putting best actor at the end was just stupid like the whole thing was just bad it was bad yeah hopefully next year is better (laughs) it's a lot of wishful thinking yeah it is but anyway so that journey has come to an end and now we are back to a journey that I actually started before Sandy joined and I'm very excited because now she'll be with me as we continue this journey it is our Marvel series that is ongoing because, um, as you know, this podcast touches on a lot of fandom things, and we are huge MCU fans. Mm-hmm. So we're going to continue with the Marvel series, and we're going to be reviewing the new, um, as of right now, shows, because it's shows that are coming out right now, but obviously there will be movies as well. So we're going to keep track with all the latest things, and if you guys are also big Marvel plant fans please let us know on our Instagram if you want us to do even more because we we would love to do more and we can do <laughs> some reviews of our favorite movies our fan theories and deep diving into the themes of Marvel what we think they need to work on what we love what they're doing our favorite characters you know just a lot more episodes that involve Marvel content so just a little FYI if you guys are really intrigued by that just comment on our Instagram um, if you're not following our Instagram already, you should, you know. Yeah, you should right be. Now. Shame on you. Because we're awesome. So the Instagram for everyone is so this is underscore podcast. And give us a follow, give us a like, subscribe on our page as well for all information when episodes drop. So anyway, here we are. Back to Marvel. Very excited. 
And we have a great show to talk about. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is now Captain America. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So a little quick, uh, quick, quick summary. Yeah. It's about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Shocking. And, you know, basically all things that happen in the course after the blip, after Endgame, we go kind of straight into their lives after what ensues into Sam becoming Captain America and things like that. Yes, and if you don't know who the Winter Soldier is, it's Bucky and Sam Mm -hmm. is happening. But if you're an MCU person, you would know. And hopefully, if you're not an MCU person, you'd go back and watch they are <laughs> exactly yes it'd be really bad if you were watching this had no idea <laughs> but also it is an enjoyable watch though if you aren't really a big marvel person or maybe you watched endgame and infinity wars like you only watch the big movies you can still watch the show though don't think that you have to like i need to have seen every single marvel movie to watch the show i mean it, it would be great if you watch their movies because then you know who they are more in the background um you definitely have to watch civil war because of mm-hmm. Zemo. And um, basically all the Captain America movies. So if you really like aren't like, oh, I don't like the other movies, like maybe just try to watch those movies and then you can come into the show. Yeah, the main Avenger movies because the main Avenger movies are all with Sam in it. And then Bucky shows up later on. Obviously he's also in the Captain America movies, but if you watch the main Avenger movies, you'll basically get the gist of who these people are. And Sam actually appears in the Captain America movie first. So you mm-hmm. have to watch those first. Um, just a little background. So what were your first reactions to the show? Did you love it? Did you hate I, it? I loved it and I hated it. Well, I don't hate a strong word. I loved it and I like, I thought it was good. Not great. And I don't think it was like compared to what we're comparing it to, which is technically WandaVision because that's the only other thing that's been out so far. Um, definitely not better than WandaVision, but it's trying to go through a lot of different things at the same time in a very limited series. So it's not like Marvel is really great at developing emotional development. Like, yeah, they're really good at action scenes and things like that. But when it comes to like diving into character development and like, making a story about someone's emotional growth. They're not the best at that because superhero movies don't require that up until now. Um, And I think they took that advantage because they had the ability to make a show and that show you can like kind of expand a lot more than having the limit of two hours. Um, But that's why I was kind of like, oh, because there's, you know, Bucky's going through his thing and Sam's going through (laughs) his thing, but then the world's ending and then there's, people attacking the families and then there's Sharon and then there's like and then Sharon turned out to be this crazy thing and then Contessa comes in and then John's there and there's so much happening that it kind of felt like whoa and there wasn't enough uh I guess the word is emphasis like enough emphasis on um what was really really important overall which was developing Sam and Bucky's characters who um, up until now were side characters that they weren't essential but they were always there so now you have these characters that really didn't have any development 
and you're trying to make development for them in a very limited amount of time. Yeah, I kind of agree with you with a lot that you said. I mean, Marvel's not really known for much character development in general, or the developing characters we don't necessarily need development on. Like, it's just one character. Like, obviously, they had development for Iron Man for the last 10 years or so, but every other character. So I agree. I think they were trying to put a lot in the show that they definitely didn't have enough time for. And I I always say that Marvel's not really the best at making TV shows because they only know how to make movies. So you can tell that with the cliffhangers and stuff. But I did really enjoy it. And I loved where they went with both the characters. And I'm so happy that they got more screen time and that they're leading on to them. Because Sam has always been an amazing character that I've always loved from the beginning. And I'm like, need more, need more, need more. So I'm really happy that that's what we got from this. And, you know, obviously now he's Captain America. But... right. Uh, I do agree that it was like it was a lot it was a lot going on and I was just like they were trying to make like six movies at once no and I think it's interesting to say like that Marvel doesn't know how to make tv shows because they made WandaVision which was the essential tv show everything about it felt very like quintessential typical tv sequence and they did an amazing job they were focusing so much on literal tv right as well and because mm-hmm. of that, they had different people on it and a different research in it and yeah like even a lot of people i know that i've asked about the show they're like yeah it's great it's just like it just feels like one long movie and a lot of people i know didn't watch the show until it was done because they felt like it just like the cliffhangers and stuff just didn't work for them and they were like i might as well just wait till it's done and just watch it full through and i'm like honestly yeah you could really do that with that i mean you could do that with wandavision too but at least mm-hmm. wandavision was definitely more of like ah, ah cliffhanger tv show um, right but i do agree with you that it did give more space for them to be able to develop it more but then that's to me it's like okay well now marvel you have this challenge where you need to start thinking about developing your characters in your movies because if for you, you can only do it if you have longer length. Like you need to figure out how you want to mesh that in a movie because it is possible. Like there's Batman and the Joker movies who have done that successfully. So uh, what? You know what wait, I mean? hold on. What Batman and Joker movies have the same amount of characters as the Marvel series? Okay, yeah, in a, in a movie series. I know it's more no, they have. I, yeah, there's ten more times more characters. So it's not the same. Those movies are iconic and they're iconic more than just being action. So I'm saying there is a way to do it. So now they have to figure out how they want to mesh it because they're figuring it out. But now they have to do it with the movies as well, which hopefully I think that's just that's impossible, though. Like, it's impossible to have like I understand what you're saying about like being able to make movies with development. But that's why DC sucks, because DC tried to put all of their characters into one movie at one time and it fucking failed multiple times. They put out the Justice League multiple times and it fucking failed. Whereas like at least Marvel. No, I'm not saying a bunch like, of the characters you know at I mean? once. I'm saying character development in general. Well, yeah, but it's easy to do when you were focusing on Batman and the Joker. Like Marvel has, at the, at the end, it's like, there's, it's possible I can't even do imagine it. how it's many characters possible there were. Do it. If it's it's a movie about just that hero, it's a, it's possible for them to do it. If it's an Avenger well, movie, yeah. different. But it's if it's for the just singular heroes, it's a hundred percent possible. And that's what I mean. I think they don't do that for some of the heroes that they should have done. I mean, it took them this long to get Black Widow a movie because they 
trashed her character throughout the whole time. So I feel like but she wasn't. She wasn't like an important. Not that she wasn't important. She was less important than the other characters. But she should have been them. more important. Is the point? But she, but that's the thing. She wasn't. She should have been, but she wasn't. Which is why she had no character development. That's why she has her own movie now. Bucky and Sam were not important until now, which is why they have the TV show. And if they were important, like Captain America was, or like Iron Man was, or Hulk, because even even though Hulk didn't get his own movie, he still had a a huge story arc that fell oh flat at the end. I don't but that. <laughs> right, but like he had a story arc that made sense, and it was happening, and you could actually feel Hulk progressing, and then they yeah, didn't do anything is, with it. But she is still a core Avenger, and they clearly were putting their stress on the core Avengers that they developed in the beginning: Hawkeye, mm-hmm. her Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man, and Cap. So the fact that she fell short was what's most most upsetting because to me she was an important character and they like they were just like here and nor there with her. Okay, we can talk about this conversation though when the Black Widow movie comes out because in a month, Sandy, we're gonna have this exact conversation. So no, but but to say all that, it's that's why Bucky and Sam have a TV show because there's no way that Sam and Bucky could have had any character development at all when you're focusing on seven other characters who already no, are trying to get their character development. I think my point so is, though, yeah. I hope that in the future, when it's, because they're singling off a lot now, they're like yeah. branching with so many different characters in their own own movies. I hope that they can take that energy of making sure it's not just like action, action, you're developing the person as a person um, and put that, more into their movies is what I mean because it's great I really like it and I hope that they can mesh that when it's just like a singular hero movie not an Avengers I think it's possible I think it's possible well it is possible because they did it that's why I'm confused about what you're saying because like it's not that they haven't done it they've already done it multiple times that's why they haven't done it for a lot of their characters I think but I'm talking about the main characters people that are the most important in phase of that phase not talking about like the rant like the random people that showed up in and out like ant-man is a thoroughly as a as a character that even though he wasn't in the avenger movies a lot he still had his own singular movies so even if you saw him in the avengers you still knew who he was as a character that's not the same as sam who was just kind of there do you know what i mean so like they have done that before. It's just about now you have to figure out who's the important ones. And now but we can't figure that out because now obviously Sam and Buffy are important. They're important enough that they're getting their own shit, which means that Wanda's gonna become super important in the future. Sam and Bucky are super important in the future. Doctor Strange is even more important in the future. Loki is suddenly important now. He's always important. He's always <laughs> but important. like he's the only like Avenger from the main ones other than like I think my main example for me is Captain Marvel but I feel like that's just a whole podcast in itself and I hate what they did to her I hate- but Captain Marvel wasn't that important but she's and, supposed in to the be whole- she's supposed but- to be and they set her up so badly because she's supposed to be because especially in Endgame they're like she's she, or Infinity whenever she comes back Infinity War yeah. she's like hello and it doesn't make any sense and they just they did her dirty and she could have 
she just could have done a lot anyway <laughs> i think a lot of the women i think it's, i think it's a lot with the women i think it's a lot with the women that they needed more but you know well yeah because hopefully. they didn't care about the woman until the me too movement and all that stuff happened and all of a sudden you see every single woman superhero getting a movie because they're trying to capitalize but what when did captain america come out like what 2012 at that captain point america yeah or like 11 no it was earlier like at that time when that movie came out women were not important oh no it was <laughs> as like 11. superheroes yeah like they weren't important characters for any superhero movie so like the fact that black widow was even someone who showed up as a main avenger was enough for a long time um and then people were like well that's not enough and that happened like 2016 you know so that's why it's like yeah black widow deserved more but she was not going to get it not in that phase of time now she's going to get it but now she's not important so nobody like cares about she's dead (laughs) yeah she's like she's very dead so like now her her like movie makes no sense to me Uh, i hated that too Anyway, I know. We, we could have a whole fit. podcast of us just taking apart Endgame and Infinity Wars. I love those movies, guys. Don't get me wrong. I love the movies. But there are things in the movies that just don't make sense and things we could pick apart. It's fine, though. I still love it. I still will say it's one of my favorites. But yeah. Back to the Falcon and the Winter mm-hmm. Soldier <laughs> from that little tangent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, other first reactions though for me i was so excited for some of the characters we were seeing though i Uh was so excited to see zemo i actually really loved zemo when he came out because he was a more understandable villain like some of the villains they've had in the past i'm like why okay but him wait who who specifically tell me tell me who (laughs) no okay okay, iron man one iron man one First villain, dumb. All Iron Man villains, to be honest, dumb. <laughs> dumb. Okay, Iron but, Man is his own villain anyway because he fucking puts on all the problems that we've had a lot with this stuff. But okay, are we talking about? Because didn't Spider-Man Zemo come? <laughs> no, but didn't Zemo? Zemo is Civil War. Why don't we stick to like Avengers villains, not like random solo movie villains, like Avengers villains? Who out of those Avengers villains are you saying was not? Well, I don't really like Ultron to begin with. Um, <gasps> I love the movie, but him as a villain, I'm like, this is fucking. I love the movie itself, though, but him as a villain, uh, wait, this is. Wait, I have to record this. I love that movie. I love the movie a lot, and it's really good. And I love what we get from it. I mean, I hate that Pietro dies. That was unnecessary. Hawkeye should have died, but it's fine. But, um, and I love that the fact that this came because of Iron Man, because obviously, because I don't like Iron Man. Um, but like I don't know I just I don't I don't know I I don't know what to explain it I just like Zemo more like if I'm comparing the two villains I like Zemo more because it just shows such a connection of how the consequences of these heroes actions where it leads to and I don't know I just really loved that I feel like it's a great realistic development and maybe that ties into like other things I like like for example I love batman and mm-hmm. gotham city and a lot of it is the villains are just because they're in gotham city and because of what gotham city is anyway but that's why i liked zemo so i like that he came back in this 
because we even got more of him to begin with. And even though he's not some super powered alien villain, he's a badass. And he has his oh reasons for it. And a lot of it is because of the heroes themselves. So that's how I felt. That's wild. Ultron is probably one of the most underrated villains of all time. I think Zemo is. In Zemo does not. I don't see how this man is important enough to put into another movie or another show or another series or anything. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't understand the relevance. Like I get the whole. It's such a cheesy storyline. Like no, you it's guys not. His whole family was destroyed. His whole country was literally destroyed because of the Avengers. Right. This is the same thing as Wanda, which is the same thing as like four other people that they've met throughout their time as the Avengers. That's the same storyline that keeps coming up. That whole thing that you were saying. Because of that, he made a civil war happen. He made them like he he showed the divisions that are caused when when somebody is given power and how power can be corrupted. And he just he just that's why he was brought back in the specific show because he is a villain all about that because he hates that and he wants super soldiers to be gone because he shows he sees the world as built up when someone's giving a power they're off they're going to be corrupt no matter what like that so mm-hmm. i think that's why it's interesting i think it's uh, specifically why he's brought into this show well it's not that it's not interesting it's just the storyline that's been played before it's played multiple times throughout the entire series of before the Avengers. Him? Yeah. Who was before but, him? What, not a specific person, but the that whole idea of like the Avengers destroyed this, which is why this is happening with well, New York, with this with New York from the first Avengers, Sokovia after that. Like on and on and on, that whole idea of the Avengers do this, and because of that, there are people that hate them. It's the same shit over and over and over again in different yeah, circumstances. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like a, a story that, that like grabs me and is super interesting because they've done it in five other movies. So at that point, I'm like, yeah, Zemo's the same shit as the man down the street that lost his mom. Like, yes, you hate the Avengers. Got it. Like, you hate superheroes. Got it. <laughs> like, we, we understand that. So he's not like, a villain that I was like, oh wow, so glad he's back. I was like, oh, okay, so he's a, like a plot device. He's not someone important. He's a that, plot device. Even after that dance scene, Sandy. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Does everyone know there is on YouTube? They did release like an hour footage of him just doing the original recording of him doing the dance which I saw an interview of him and they didn't know whether or not he was joking and he was like this is not this is what Zemo would do he was in prison all this time and he just like went for it improperly and oh I didn't love know that. whether or not he was joking or not and I'm so glad I got in the show so that's just one of the one characters that's in this show yeah, um we see so Sharon again we are introduced to a huge list of new characters we mm-hmm. see the Dora Milaje again which oh, I'm so fucking happy about um i yeah. love how they're building on wakanda because wakanda is amazing and no. then we get introduced to john lamar carly which was irrelevant to me i mean like was relevant in the show yeah i agree carly was again one of those things that there was five other things happening and she wasn't the important one to me yeah and also they kept stressing the power broker 
and you were thinking like the power broker is going to be the big villain and then it's fucking Sharon and you're like but she is the big villain dude I'm telling you she is part of some like they wouldn't they wouldn't set Sharon up like that to just be like for her not to be that important like when all of that big reveal came out I said oh shit Sharon's been doing some fuck shit since the blip happened like she's been down and dirty doing whatever she's been doing before that remember Mm -hmm. she's been like this since civil war because nobody thought Sharon (laughs) yeah now all she did was steal his shield and then now everyone else is back to normal and she's still in Madripoor which sorry to I'm sorry we're jumping everywhere but Madripoor amazing they finally brought in the show I so know. So excited. So cool. It's a so, thing. so cool. Wolverine's Loved it. coming. Just kidding. I hope they really don't recast Wolverine. That was amazing. But I know. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, we, lots of characters. Lots, of, lots characters. of characters. I guess we should start with um John, since we're first introduced with him. Ugh, rolls my eyes. Shitty Captain America. Yeah. How do you feel about that? The epitome of white supremacy. The epitome of white people and no offense to white people, but kind of offense to white people. Like, <laughs> oh God. But like low key. Um, that is, he's like the representation of the blue eyed, blonde eyed white guy that thinks that he can get whatever he wants because he was in the army or he served or he did this or he worked for his whole life and deserves whatever he reaps from that hard quote-unquote hard work um and that's what was so frustrating because yes Steve was also the blue-eyed blonde-haired white man who essentially did exactly what John did um Steve didn't want the role like that wasn't why Steve became Captain America like Steve didn't um ask to be like you know necessarily but like that wasn't the intent he wasn't getting buffed to be Captain America it wasn't for the fame or the glory it was to serve his country and he actually hated the fame and glory yeah he was terrible for him and it that's why he ended up kind of leaving the role in the end because he just became Steve and Captain America didn't really align with who he was. Um, so the fact that like John just like walked in was like, yeah, I'm Captain America. I said, no, honey, you're not. I think no one's really Captain America. We should just start breaking down the themes because that starts literally from the jump. So it starts yeah. like literally right away. So we got, you know, last time we saw Sam, he was given the shield from Mr. Old Captain America. And now we get to the point where we start the show and Sam actually gives the shield away and he gives it to the government, which I feel like yeah. we all knew was a bad choice to begin with because why would you give it to the government? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I feel like let's just get into it. Let's talk about the themes we felt were in the show. So what do you think was the most influential theme of the show, Sandy? <gasps> Racism and white supremacy, honey. Yes, sir. Let's yes, not yes. let's not be dumb here. Yeah, like let I because I say that because there are people that are being super dumb. And I think we just need to like hit the nail on the head and be like, racism, can you hear? Let's say it for the people in the back. 
you know? Yes. Hello? There is a huge overall theme of that, especially with um, Sam's journey and him deciding whether or not to take the shield. It's not only yeah. the, the whole thing of like taking a shield or whatever that may mean for him, but it's just what it means for him as a Black man and what it means for him in this society. And that's what Absolutely. the show then explores further on. Uh, we are saying this with such a saturation because there are a huge amount of fans, unfortunately, well, I say unfortunately because you hope that the world will be smarter, but it's not, um, that yeah. watch the show and constantly deny the themes that were right in front of them. So you would think the fans are watching WandaVision and can pick apart the themes really easily. But of course, when it comes to this show, they are going to be silent because multiple people are dumb. Also. Well, not not even silent. They're being extremely loud about the fact that they don't want it to be about racism, and that in itself is could take years to unpack. Because how could you look at Sam, who is a black man trying to fill a white man's shoe, the white man's shoe, not even a white man. It's the white man, the epitome of white men. <laughs> who is Captain America. And in the comics, he is made to be like the the most, like the ideal man, white man. So you have Sam, this black man, trying to fill those shoes in a world and in a country specifically that is modeled after our own, built on white supremacy. How could you look at him and go, oh yeah, there's no racism there. There's no race relations. There's no racial tension. What are you talking about? It, it exists whether you want it to or not. And that's why they so blatantly addressed it because if they didn't, they would do a huge disservice to Sam's character. Yeah, and then they showed that with, um, with John, which you touched on as well with the white supremacy of it and showing just alone with John about how much he has gotten to where he is because of the work of other people specifically Mm -hmm. black people and that's why Isaiah comes in as well to show that and how much he benefits from his whiteness and how much of an ass he is there is the scene where he is there the Bucky the Bucky Bucky and Sam are coming out the Bucky Bucky from um when they got arrested or whatever the fuck happened right in front of Isaiah's house and they do uh they do the siren he does a siren on the car and that is pointed out because of the fact of how mute that is and how much that means to people especially people of color the thing of what's the word for it about connecting it to emotional trauma and how it's um it's a it's triggering a police siren and how it could be triggering to certain communities even just the fact that Sam was asked for his ID, but Bucky wasn't even looked at um, in that same scene. Um, the fact that uh, when Sam gave the shield, and I think this is what you were trying to say before, that when Sam gave the shield to the government worker, the fact that the government worker immediately said, you're doing the right thing because you don't deserve that shield. Not that like, this is government property because it's never been government property. It's always been Steve's until it became in the, became in the possession of a black man. Suddenly it became 
government property when it was no longer in the possession of a white man. Yeah. Um, or obviously when John Walker decided to decapitate a person in the middle of the street and there was, no. he just got to walk away. Obviously there was repercussions later on, but the fact that no one tackled him in the middle of the street to stop him from murdering someone, whether it was justified or not. Um, and he was able to walk away and go home and get and get put in court in a suit and tie is proof enough and of what they were trying to show that John Walker, a man with blue eyes and blonde hair, could decapitate someone wearing the Captain America uniform and people will still sympathize with him. And that's where I, I think that's what they were trying to continuously show um, throughout all of those specific scenes. Um, and yeah, most and obviously- Yeah, leading up to the fifth, is that fifth or sixth episode when that happens with the kids application? A lot of people were so, yeah. constantly trying to defend a lot of John's actions. Mm-hmm. And it was until then that people started to like calm down with that. But they even then afterwards were still defending his actions and defending yeah. him, which is like, really? Yeah. I mean, I there's, and I think the, because we keep referencing TikTok, the person specifically that we're talking about in terms of like uh, pointing out race and people attacking others for talking about race within Falcon and Winter Shoulder was straw underscore hat underscore Groofy. He is a TikToker who um, really tried to point out the different kinds of racial undertones and racial overtones that were in the show. People attacked him very aggressively um, up to the point of calling him racial slurs and things like that um, because he was trying to point out the obvious. And uh because of that you have people saying that like john walker it's okay that john walker um or not that it's okay but like we can understand why john walker decapitated that man because he was going through ptsd which goes into that whole idea of oh there was a white man that shot up a grocery store. Oh, it's because he's sad and he needs help. But if anybody else of any other ethnicity or color or background shot up a grocery store, they're immediately deemed as a criminal. But a white man who does it is always seen as a man who needs help. And that whole idea was immediately put on John Walker. Um, with the fact that like he's going through PTSD, like can you blame him? Yes, you can absolutely blame him. Yes, <laughs> does it mean that he yeah, can't 100%. be uh, held for his actions because he's going through PTSD? There are tons of people who go through PTSD and don't murder people in the street. So, yep, I think hundred percent agreed. Yeah, and, um, it wasn't only Straw Hat. There's also other TikTokers, especially TikTokers of color, that were pointing it out. Um, there were yes. theories by T as well. It's just unfortunate. Um, sadly, Straw Hat was attacked the most, and he he does have a really big following. I mean, I've been following him. I mention him all the time on my t- on my TikTok. So um, it could be just because of the fact that he was on a lot of people's for you pages. But it's I I I speak to him now. I love him as a creator. And I feel so bad that he had to go through that. And I respect him 
and people need to fucking lay off because he's an amazing creator and he also has a new podcast now as well so everything he said was completely right he analyzed his show beautifully so if you want to also check it out check out his tiktok as well he does an amazing job with the show and in general yeah and i think he does an amazing job because not only is he just a smart individual but he's a black man like he is someone who could really identify with the themes being presented in that show and to look at to go to him and say yeah you're wrong about an experience that you could very closely relate to and someone to tell you that not only that you're wrong that you're like a terrible person because of it um is just crazy that's why I hate John Walker. I also don't like the way that they are trying to develop his character towards the end. I don't know if you notice how like Contessa is trying to kind of like make yes. him because I Don becomes in the comics the U.S. agent, which you saw with his new costume. Right. Very not so good of a man. Uh, um, and that's what Contessa is leading to. Right. Because he's not just going to go anywhere. He's a super soldier now. So mm-hmm. he's one of the last super soldiers. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, like, that always comes back now. So who knows? Um, other than Bucky. So he's definitely coming back. Um, yeah, just so you guys know as well, uh, with Lamar, who sadly passed in the show, he was also supposed to be Battlestar. That's his comic book. Oh. So it kind of sucks because he didn't really get much development. Um, but I also thought it was interesting that uh, that John Walker even had Lamar as a friend and how that like Lamar was kind of like his guiding like his guiding uh, force throughout the entire thing and as soon as he was killed John went off the deep end and I feel like that was also a true metaphor for um, John's reliance on Lamar a black man to do his job yeah he relied heavily on Lamar to make the right choices even though Lamar continuously told him like you know how to make the right choices like you don't need other people to tell you that but he still relied on Lamar until he died um and then when he died he made all the wrong choices every single one and lied to the family as well exactly yes big lie huge lie terrible I think um, another great character in this show was the introduction of Isaiah Bradley. And yeah. I love the story they went with. I think his comic book story was a little bit different about why he was in prison. I think it was something along the lines it was, of yeah. him stealing, like getting it from whatever. But I like what they stealing did. Stealing his guilt to go fight, yeah. Yes, in the show. I love what they did with this movie because it they were paralleling perfectly to Captain America, Steve. So mm-hmm. this exact same story, literally the exact same story. Steve did the same thing. He broke out and he went against what he wasn't supposed to do to save his men and bring them back. And it's exactly what Isaiah did, but Isaiah gets in prison. So I absolutely love that because it makes it even more like MCU and like relating it. So it's not just like everyone being like comics, comics, because um, we are in MCU as well. And yeah, so I just, I loved, I love that that means extremely sad. And I cried like a baby so much watching these. So- well, I mean, it's also not just like pertaining to the MCU because this was the first 
maybe not the first, but one of the more obvious uh, times that MCU was trying to push real world situations into the Marvel character life. Yeah. Um, obviously, they, they don't all live in like a fantasy world. Like there are still like real situations going on. They go to real places, they do real things. But I feel like this was the first time that you got um, references to like 500 years of enslavement and, uh, you know, different things like that where um, Isaiah could really be seen as like a real person. And I think that was meant to be that way where sometimes you can kind of separate Steve Rogers and Iron Man and not really think of them as potentially being real people because they seem so otherworldly where like Isaiah kind of brings home that if this was happening now like in in real life that absolutely would have happened um, to someone like Isaiah Bradley and it's really, really sad. And it has happened without the super soldier serum and things like that. There are tons and tons and tons of Black people who created things and those ideas were stolen, who uh, made things, who built bridges, who built the White House, and they're never given credit for it. So um, he was such a real example of that, which is even more sad um, yeah. that no one got that yeah <laughs> I would put that together I like, felt like that was very obvious as well that was extremely yeah. obvious so obvious um yeah but moving on to Carly I almost felt like that was a subplot if that makes sense like it yeah, felt I like agree. a subplot that almost didn't need to be there or it could have been uh simplified a little bit more or start um, early on. Yeah. Like, I feel like that could have been, like, episode four. We'd, like, figure all that out. That's all done. And then we move on to the more emotional character developing parts, which was the point of the entire show. Um, or one of the main points. Because I know the idea of Carly and the Flag Smashers was super important to the blip and to Endgame and to... Um, what happens during that, that during that five-year period when everyone was gone. Um, that's why the Flag Smashers even started. So I understand why the connection was there. It just felt like Carly, like I didn't care about Carly. I didn't care about the Flag Smashers. I didn't care about Carly's mom, like surrogate yeah, money I person. I really liked it when it was showing Sam, like yeah. showing how amazing Sam is and how fit he is to be Captain America without needing the super soldier serum. Like, specifically the scene of him and her and him, like, talking to her and, you know, breaking her down, things like that. Like, you just, you show Sam's humility and how he can see everything from two sides. Like, like, you know, there's always Mm -hmm. two sides of every story and everything like that. So I think that it was great for that. But I agree, the rest of it just, like, felt like, okay like you could speed the story up specifically yeah especially like with Zemo and stuff like that like I understand why he was there for that but like you could have sped this up and this could have the story could have ended and you could have just kept going with the rest of the story Mm -hmm. even though like the ending is great like 
I love like the, the final fight is cool, but it's cool because of the fact that you get to see Sam in his costume now and his new, yes. he's in, he's his new outfit and he is Captain America. But I agree that they, they and that were not really relevant or they're relevant, but it just could have ended sooner. And the same thing with Sharon, kind of, because Sharon and Carly, like Carly worked for the power broker. Carly works for Sharon. So then like Sharon and Carly had a weird connection right at the end before Carly died. And then like, you're getting thrown all this information. Like you find out Sharon's the power broker. Then you find out Carly works, like lived with Sharon. And then you find out that like Sharon had this big plan all along and then she gets shot and then they get shot. And it just felt like, we could have found that and out our so much French sooner. From yes. the, all the movies that came back and now died. Yeah, like there was just so many. I think they were trying to tie up a lot of loose ends. Yeah. Which, like, you have a whole phase. Like, you have well, this is like phase four, right? I think that just it's phase five. I think they just phase have five. so much they want to touch on and they want to get to these new characters that they're developing as well because they're oh yeah and things like that. That I agree that they just need to but like because you had because you introduced Carly though that's why he needs to tie up all those ends so if you stuck to a lot of things it would have been easier I agree yeah but did you know another theory about Sharon as well is that she's possibly a scroll because people are like so interesting like I understand both and I understand why some people are like what the hell but I also like if you really look at it and you understand why Sharon would be where she is because they basically were like Sharon who and right. you know she's left on Madripoor and she's gonna work her magic because she still was a badass person before that including yeah. her skills so she did what she had to do and yes if she gains this sentiment of hating the U.S. government now and hating government okay kind of makes sense but some people felt like it just was rushed so mm-hmm. but then they also rushed. just like felt like huh somebody coming in to then get introduced to come into the u.s government and be a little snake right leading into secret evasion mm-hmm. i was like oh that would also make sense if she was a scroll right I, like that it makes sense so either one i guess we'll see yeah because you know, like if you you saw how like Marvel had that uh, video put out where they showed all of the next movies and their titles and oh, when they were yeah. going to come out and things like so that. Cute. Yeah. So like, I I understand more so now that I've watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier how they're trying to get everything connected and like the Eternals are coming, Fantastic Four is coming, um, there is a Secret Invasion coming, um, so there's like. I can understand how they're trying to build those blocks with WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I guess, kind of like with Age of Ultron, like Age of Ultron didn't make any sense until you watched WandaVision. Then once you watched WandaVision, Ultron made so much more sense. So I guess it's kind of going to be the same thing where we're going to go back and go, oh, remember that happened and that thing? And yeah, it's like a thing of we watch it all together. Yeah. Like, oh, and like, I, I agree with, like, I think in general, Marvel's gonna, they're gonna run into some problems soon because they're, they have so many characters 
and like yes. it's going it, like you know obviously that works in the comics but they're just gonna they're just gonna have problems with that with you know connecting everything and making sure that they're doing that and not losing people and not like have fans question like oh we're in new york and this big thing is happening where's spider-man where's doctor strange like you know like things like that so mm-hmm. fans aren't questioning why those characters aren't showing up in a time that they should be showing up so right. i think that's gonna be something they're gonna have to struggle with and make sure they do well i mean they do a great job with connecting things so it's something to keep in mind so we'll see um i think it's gonna be i think this phase will be relatively easy because at this point everyone's kind of moved on to the next level of their superhero hood so like the level doctors yeah like doctor strange is like the one all wizard person so like did I say lizard or wizard? Wizard. Wizard person. So, you know, he wouldn't be in New York probably. He's probably going all over the place. And like Spider-Man. We're going to find out soon where he was. I know. Like he could be with Wanda during this whole thing happening um, in New York. Or Spider-Man is going to be dealing with his own multiverse situation. So he could just be bumblefuck nowhere. (laughs) That's why like so I think it'll be easy enough Which, to introduce new characters without having to worry about your current ones just yet. I think once you pass those characters and like with the young Avengers and stuff, I think that's going to be like, how do you have a young Avengers without the old Avengers? Where are the old Avengers? Um, I think that's going to be a really interesting thing that they're going to have to figure out. I think Marvel also out. very much established that these characters just have no communication with each other. And a lot also of the true. past movies also could have been solved with the communication. So yeah that's also like widely established so i think it's great yeah um, for sure but oh another thing the, the the show talks about is immigration and the refugee situation and mm-hmm. we talk about that with the blip and that's obviously what carly and her whole team is representing in the show um which i thought was very interesting and i i actually really do love that talking about this stuff because um going into this like after you know one division or one month coming coming now i honestly like totally like didn't even because we're so focused on our heroes like it's so great that they're focusing on the world around them as well mm-hmm. I didn't think about that like I didn't think like oh you're right like what happens now with the five years later in the world like yeah I, it just wasn't a big focus for me and maybe it's because we saw Spider-Man first before all this happened so like because it was you know Endgame came out and then the next one was Spider-Man so like we were just focused on Spidey and his journey so like right. we I didn't really think about the world around them and I, I'm so happy that they're doing that now and I feel like it's obviously going to be a big tie and like I told you before the podcast I think it's because they're going to eventually bring in our X-Men and the X-Men got to be in a world where people hate X-Men you know because that's their story mm-hmm. so um you know hate setting up the hating to heroes more which Marvel's already done a lot but um yeah I think that's that was mainly my point anyway <laughs> and I think they could have dealt with the whole idea of immigration like refugee a little bit better um because i think sam's speech at the end would have made a lot more sense if they actually focused on not just like carly's like super serum situation but like actually talking about like what happened during the five because everyone says like oh you know the five years were so hard what was hard about it? 
tell yeah, us because I feel like it was a little wonky with the explanation yeah. of like the camps and and what's going mm-hmm. on with the international and like the end where they were like deciding the big international thing it just felt like very yeah. vague it didn't feel like like what is it like g- give me the details like give me the political details of what happened yeah because I know that there was and I know they mentioned this in Endgame because like Scarlett Johansson and Steve Scarlett Johansson Black Widow <laughs> and uh Steve they like I know they had talked about what had been going on in terms of world relations but Sam is at the end talking about like the camp and this place and you're going to displace these people and, and I was like hold on when did we even get to like specific nations doing specific things and why is that important in terms of like why did that why was that country so so important that we're starting a war because of it and I feel like they've kind of been glossing over because I think it's going to take a lot of time to flesh out what actually happened. Yeah, agreed. If they ever do it, but I don't know if they will. I feel like it's going to be true, one of those things like, that, like, right now. yeah, so that technically they like talked about it, so now it's kind of done where you don't really need to talk about it anymore. Yeah, because um, it's also not going to be relevant in some of the other superhero stories. Well, I think it. Yeah. Like the Marvels one, it may not be super relevant, and Guardians, or Guardians won't relevant. be super relevant. At least from what we know, Spider Man didn't touch on it at all, so they're not going to continue to touch on. Yeah, it. they did. When when they uh, they remember they they did that whole thing in the beginning about like the kids just like showed up again. They're like, hey, it's been five years. They're doing like the whole like morning announcement. Oh yeah, but that means they, they did a huge thing about it in the yeah. beginning to talk about how like the kids are there's like a 20 year old that's still going to high school because yeah, he yeah. <laughs> yeah so like they all talk about it but it's also because it's relevant to earth and you know Captain Marvel always says like you're not the only world dealing with things so I'm sure Guardians of the Galaxy is going to go somewhere and they're going to be like yeah five years have passed and this is what happened here or there's a dictator now because of this or there's like a new yeah. villain now because of this so they're definitely gonna be able to play off of this a lot for their story yes yeah, absolutely um but another thing oh we should talk about bucky we bucky. talked a lot about sam now we got to talk about mr buckaroos and his journey of letting yeah. go of the winter soldier because he is no longer the winter soldier i know he's just bucky hanging out with sam's family which is so cute. It's that like whole ending amazing. was <laughs> so great. I loved it. Um, but I thought with uh, his sister. Yes. So I like, cute. Ooh, he's back. He got some blood going on. I watched a not watched. I read an article. I mean, I told you about this before. But we're obviously in a podcast now, so told you about this. But I read an article about how Bucky isn't the Winter Soldier anymore. But in that article, they also talked about the irony of Bucky being embraced into a Black family after um, all of his time as, like, a soldier, as being, like, Steve's right-hand man, and, like, not really understanding race at all. And then to be, like, his new life is with, like, a Black family. Like, his new chapter is going to be surrounded by this, like, loving Black family. Um, which was like a huge irony for Bucky's life because 
up until then, like Bucky even said, like, I never even thought about what it would mean to you to be Captain America because race is just something I didn't need to think about. It's something that Steve didn't need to think about. Yeah. Um, so I thought like that was a really interesting thing that they decided to do, like putting Bucky so inside of Sam's family. Yeah, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, interesting to see Bucky's journey. Um, and a lot of people have compared it to actual PTSD journey, not John Walker's mm-hmm. um, excuses. Yeah. But, and how, you know, you got to see him be able to not only like live, like accept his traumas in a sense, mm-hmm. and also learn how to like, forgive himself in a way and try to get there and I think that's just so powerful watching him because he has a lot going on and even going to the show I was like this is a lot for him to unpack because he did a lot of shit and And he killed a lot of people yeah and just like even just a small of like the one guy he killed with the grandfather the father Mm -hmm. it's just one this is one of many Bucky's things that he unfortunately was forced to do so somebody said um which was really sad if tony was still alive would tony have been on the list and i was like of people he killed of people to his 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 book oh right of things to of things to heal yeah probably definitely oh and then the the scene with him and zemo too at the end yeah zemo's end and how zemo was like i crossed my name out in the book for you like Zemo was rooting for him, and that was so interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. And I think I I almost felt, and I have mixed feelings about Bucky's like redemption arc just a little bit because to to think I can't even imagine being that grandfather who met this man has lunch with him every day at the same place and they hang out all the time he tells him about his son and how he like his son is missing and constantly talks about him to find out that the man that you're hanging out with killed your son yeah i know but that's why and, like, we didn't see the end of it and we yeah. didn't see his like his reaction him you know because forgiving or whatever i mean like yeah bucky is great but I think Bucky's going to be dealing with that for the rest of his life like there's going to be he's never going to be a completely like redeemed human at least in like the objective sense because he's killed so many people that there's how could you he's never going to be able to not haunt him yeah or he could be in another situation where he meets another person who's niece he killed or whose nephew granddaughter son that he killed and that's just gonna follow him and then like how do you as a person look at Bucky who's like a character and like root for him you know like I obviously root for him because I I want him to be happy and like live his life at the same time you think about that understand how he was basically brainwashed Mm-hmm. but also like how I also don't forgive like how could you ever really truly forgive yourself for those things and expect other people to forgive you for those things and I think yeah. that's why he left so quickly because I don't think he was ready to deal with 
the grandfather's response to it. The father. He's a father. The father's response to it. Like, I think they didn't show it, not because, like, we shouldn't have seen it. I think because Bucky just, like, just needed to get it out and leave. Which in itself is, like, so selfish. But... Well, no, I like, think he, it was longer. I think we shouldn't see it. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it it wasn't necessary for us to see... Because I don't think that the, they would have forgiven him. So I don't think that's no. why we didn't see it. I think the point of it was not that he has to go get this forgiveness and be given the forgiveness, but the fact that he has to start the steps in it, in which is taking accountability, even though it's a weird thing. It's like a messy thing for him because he was brainwashed and shit, but so was him um, and doing those steps first. I think that was the whole point and the stress of it. Um, I, so. I think like, it's interesting though that like in order for him to find but because it is essentially him trying to forgive himself it's not but in that he's being extraordinarily selfish by telling these people hey I killed your son now I feel better because like I crossed your name off my list I'm gonna move on to the next person and you're and then leaving how much that, that person. Really help somebody. Exactly. Like, are you actually helping them? Are you so? Are you more worried about helping yourself? Like, did you really need to tell that man that you killed his son? No, there was no reason to do that, other than your own guilt at that point. Because like, his son was already gone, and mm-hmm. telling him the man that he's been hanging out with killed his son, all you're doing is soothing your own sense of guilt. And not even taking into account that that man probably didn't need to know that you killed him. Yeah. You know? So that's why I was like, ooh, I don't know if I like that. But I, I think that was also the point. Like, he's so imperfect and so messy. And we still root for him he anyway. Will always be that way. Mm-hmm. He's just going to have to be. Yeah. And so- that's what's so different about John Walker and Bucky, too. Because yes. we don't root for John Walker at all. No. But we root will. for Bucky. And that's, I think, the weird dichotomy of it. So another great character that we got on the show um, that's setting up slowly is Eli Bradley. He is yes. Eli Bradley's nephew. And he is going to be a part of the Young Avengers. He's going to become a young patriot. So I'm excited to see where he goes with it. And of course... We got Miss Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fonte, also known as Val. Love Miss Val. Which Cannot is wait. possibly setting up also secret invasion, who's a theory that she is a scroll, but also a theory that she is her real character from the comics. So we will see what amazingness she brings. I love the casting. She was great. She was a star. And I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah, again, it's like a great setup. Like they're building great foundations for a really, really good phase, I think. Yeah, I agree. And mm-hmm. um, it's great to see the Dormelage. They're badass. And yeah. I'm so excited for more that they build in Wakanda. You know, it's great that they're just building up Wakanda in general as well, not just like Black Panther himself, you know, because there's so much mm-hmm. more there. So that's even Yeah, more the fact that it's exciting. the next movie is called Wakanda Forever, which I feel like gives you a huge hint that it's going to be about like the collective rather than Black Panther's story which I'm so 
excited for. Me too. It very much um, relates to the, the power of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's another thing. So I guess I was going to ask you what you think is next for all these characters, but we did get a clear layout of what's next. Uh, yeah. Same with Captain America, and there is confirmed that he's going to have his own movie, Captain America Four, is going to be about him. Um, Bucky, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see. He's Bucky. He's with Sam now. Seems like he's going to mm-hmm. be Sam's right hand man. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna no. is has one arm. Anyway, um, <laughs> Sharon. Hope that doesn't fall short. I really hope they don't just drop her storyline again because you just have something big. So if you drop her storyline at this point, great. Not excited. So hopefully we'll get more insight into Sharon and hopefully we'll like, even if they like show us more about like how she got there, like that would be great as well. Not mm-hmm. just not just continuing of where she is now. Because I would just love to see overall her overall arc and from beginning to end. And like, I don't care that she's a villain. Like I'm here for it. Yes, more female villains. But I want to see yeah. the whole story, you know? I want it to, to be as much um, stress that they put as the male villains. I want it to be for the same for, for Sharon. So I hope yeah. this all happens. And I agree. This is a great stepping stone of a show because the next show is Loki. And that's going to be a roller coaster. I know. Also, I think in terms of female villains, I think they're really setting up Wanda to be a villain. And I am... Really? Uh, I like I feel in my bones too Uh, like they're they're setting her up to be a villain and I as much as I want to be like no I kind of would be so down because I think we're gonna be like down either way at the same time like we're like no but like they don't do it be like oh damn she badass or be the other way and you'll still be like oh damn she badass because she is badass so I, I mean, like, people switch between villain and superhero throughout the entire Marvel series. Like, we constantly get the back and forth, so. I think they're going to definitely start to stress more about anti-heroes. And yeah. I freaking love anti-heroes. I mean, my favorite anti-hero, obviously, is Catwoman. But, like, so they're, mm-hmm. they're starting to stress that more. And I'm very excited for that because it's true. Like, somebody can be a hero and a villain. Mm-hmm. Switch back and forth. So, yeah. yeah, she might be the first big example of that they have um I guess we're gonna have to wait and see because I love Wanda um so I don't know if we ever mentioned it but Sandy who was your favorite Avenger actually just so everyone knows or favorite uh, Marvel superhero uh see I don't know I like Wanda because um Wanda I feel like is really fleshed out in terms of like really having a huge story arc that isn't finished yet and I feel like she's only getting better and better so that's why I feel like she's my favorite but I didn't really have a favorite until WandaVision came out I don't I don't really like I don't really pick necessarily favorites if that makes sense like I watch it I go oh that was a good movie but I never go like oh that's my favorite superhero no, not really. Oh, Andy, yeah. Pick a favorite. Maybe the new ones. Maybe the new ones come out and you'll be like, ooh, I'm vibing with them. You never know. You never know. Well, because like I don't I know there are people that like they're like their favorite superheroes, so they wear like the favorite superhero shirt and like buy the superhero okay, rings. But and, that's like, not how you are a person though. Yeah, so like I don't I don't like do that if that makes sense. Like I really enjoy a character, but I can never be like, that's my 
all-time favorite. In terms of superheroes, I do that for other things. Like, Anastasia is my favorite princess, but that's, like, a princess for childhood. Like, that's, like, my childhood princess. Where now I'm like, yeah. Well, I want you to try to find your favorite. No, thanks. Wanda's it. I think that's just what I'll say for you. But she's like not. That's things with Marvel, but I just nah. mean I want you to just, just just for yourself. Like just have your favorite character. That's it. But like that's the thing though. Like Wanda really isn't my favorite. I like her right now. She's cool. But then if I watch Doctor Strange and be like Doctor Strange is cool. I thought Doctor Strange was your favorite. No. 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 Cool. Like okay, I have to think. Wanda, did you have someone that you were? No, I didn't have one. That? No. Oh, so one I just don't even really vibe with, basically. Not even vibe with. I just like, like I like her. Like she's like I like the way that they're doing her story. So I was like, wow, I really if I'm gonna watch, uh, if I'm gonna pick something to watch, I would watch another one of her shows mm-hmm. versus like Thor. But also, I loved Thor, so I think the Thor movies are really good. I think Doctor Strange movies are really good. A lot of the movies, so. (laughs) Yeah, like, I feel like, I don't know, having a favorite feels weird. I love my favorites, it's fine. What are your, who are your favorites? I just get excited for those movies. I mean, now that I don't get excited for every movie, I get excited for every Marvel thing, period, because I'm a huge MCU fan, and me having this time off between Loki is, like, killing me, because all I want is new content. Um, um, But, I mean... Everyone always judges me for my favorites, and I don't care. So my favorites have always been the Guardians of the Galaxy. First off, all of them. I mean, the movies are mm-hmm. hilarious, and I just think they're such well-done movies. As I, we are recording this, I'm literally wearing a Star-Lord shirt. Um, but Star-Lord <laughs> is not my favorite out of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think my favorite is um, Nebula, actually. And, oh no, I think it's Rocket. Why do I say that? They're both my favorite, whatever. And then... My favorite on top of that <laughs> is Ant-Man. Every time I say that, people give me weird looks because they're like, that's so random. Yeah, but I love him. Icky. And a part of that is part of me loving Paul Rudd. But also, I like the movies a lot. I'm extremely excited for Ant-Man and the quantum verse. But thank you guys so much for listening to our Marvel episode. We can't wait to do more. So please let us know in our Instagram, in all the comments, what you're hoping for next and what you would love to hear about Marvel and our opinions. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a magical rest of your day, evening, night, whatever it is. And we'll see you next time. Bye.